Hello everyone, welcome to Black Girl in the World. If you don't know me, you will. And if you do, welcome back. Hey guys. Oh my gosh. I just love creating more content for you guys. I'm doing better at this consistency thing, right? Yes? Okay, so no. <laughs> Lately, I've been listening to my episodes because I don't recall mentioning this to y'all, but I told my friends that I used to just record, publish my episodes, and don't go back to listen unless I'm listening to a soundbite I created. I don't know why I did that, to not listen to my episodes, because I have some very good topics, and when I go back to listen to them, they provide me with so much reassurance. When in doubt, I overthink. And sometimes it isn't healthy. So I go back to listen to an episode if I talked about the subject before and just relax. So here is more relatable content for y'all. This episode, we will be talking about preparation for difficult conversations. This topic has been the story of my life, but I don't talk about the process enough because, well, it's hard to explain really and hard to talk about. Difficult conversations happen in every aspect of my life, in all my relationships, and even my relationships' relationships. Have you ever felt anxious to talk to your partner about something that you feel like may start an argument? Or maybe your friend did something you didn't like and you want to address it but don't know how? Or how about your boss telling you that you didn't do something and you want to reason out your capabilities with them because you may have actually completed the task, but now it is nowhere to be found, but your boss doesn't want to hear the excuses? How about that distant memory of when you were a kid, when you received your report card and your grades weren't looking too hot, and your parents told you that you shouldn't come back home if your grades looked like that. These are all difficult conversations? Yes, yes. For some people, right? I've been in conversations with people who do not find these examples as things to worry about, you know? It's minor stuff to them, and that's okay. Asking the questions of, you scared of that for real? Is it really that serious? I mean, if you did the work, it would not have been an issue. Why are you even bringing this up? It's in the past now, get over it. Or another response of, okay, we'll get your work done and it won't happen again. But these are not healthy and helpful reactions when someone is feeling negatively about a conversation that may have to be brought up and here is why. Everyone is different, so different reactions arise for different issues. I see the world as it is because I receive reactions and I react. We all do, even when we don't think we do. Say something and saying nothing are both reactions. Some of us have experienced receiving constructive criticism while also receiving feedback that didn't help. Some so bad that you don't even think you can really talk 
with that same person about that or anything else ever again. You get what I'm saying? We learn from our environment and are influenced by it. So for example, I can't be mad at a friend who is scared to put their foot down with their boss and demand them to tell their boss off because maybe previous experiences of bosses were not kind to my friend even when they did communicate their feelings. I did some research and I found a few steps that can be helpful to prepare us for difficult conversations. We have to stop hiding, according to BetterUp, how to have difficult conversations. Avoiding these conversations can make it worse. According to them, 40% of people avoid difficult conversations for months, for six months or more. Six months or more, you guys. Time goes by so fast, doesn't it? So here are the five steps on dealing with a situation. Step number one, consider the situation from their perspective by opening up ourselves to hearing other solutions other than our own. We can't live in the it's my way or the highway fantasy in every difficult conversation we have. Empathy, I would like to call it, where we place ourselves in a position to want to understand where they are coming from. It helps to formulate the idea that even though my way is this way, I can also see why they would feel this way because of such, such, such. Now you have opened your eyes a little bit wider to make a decision and move forward with this process. Step two, have a goal in mind, but be flexible. Compromise sounds like another word for settling, where they both have been used so negatively that nobody wants to hear these words. But honestly, compromise and settling aren't really bad terms. Some people believe in, if you want to get along, go along, where we have to realize that people will not do what you want them to do unless it is benefiting them as well so if you guys are getting a little something out of it, good for you guys. Be clear about what you want and how you feel. What do you want from the conversation in its entirety? This is a question we should ask ourselves when having these conversations. This model, by the way, does not always work, but it is worth a try when you are trying to find a breakthrough somewhere. Step three, working on your listening skills such as active listening. Active listening is three things, attitude, attention, and adjustment. It helps us to appreciate our perspectives and develops a level of respect as a listener. What if they explain something that you didn't realize? Please don't talk over them either. Step four, take care of yourself by praying about it, or drinking some water, or just pause the conversation and sleep on it when you need to. I love taking naps, and I think it helps me to clear my mind sometimes when I feel myself coming from an irrational space. And five, brainstorm solutions together by receiving a level of understanding, and this could be agreeing to disagree. What has also helped me is communicating where it makes me feel best comfortable, 
For example, it doesn't make you look like a coward for wanting to text how you feel and discussing this difficult conversation. I realize that I am able to stand more on my own two feet properly via text because I can read over the texts, make changes, and maybe even share it with my friend for review. That way, I don't stumble on what I'm trying to say, forget or get intimidated because the person may not grasp what I'm saying and I can feel it in their energy in person, so I just get embarrassed and shut down altogether. Now, I know you can't use texting during a professional situation, but it's a helpful tool to acknowledge that maybe you can use your email to communicate if needed. All in all, reflect on these conversations and use this as growing experiences. This is not beat yourself up time. (laughs) We are human beings and it takes a lot of strength and courage to swallow your pride, regardless of the communication channels that you use and say this needs to be dealt with and hopefully we can figure it out today. It is also commendable for people to engage in these conversations even if they did not start at first. I'm proud of you to have listened to the other person even if you probably didn't want to or holding your tongue from responding in a way that may have gone south. Hopefully these tips can help you and I take some and take some deep breaths and step out of your comfort zone. Thank you for taking the time to listen, share and subscribe and comment. Check out the other episodes if you haven't already. This is my time y'all. Bye.